Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Would you build a house without a foundation? Would you have a child and not name it? Would you let a stranger squat on your property? No, of course not. So why should the Internet be any different? Every week, speak with top domain experts. Learn how to make money with domains. Know your legal rights. Each week, join our expert host to be master of your domain. Right here on Domain Masters. Hello, everyone. This is uh, Victor Pitts. I'm filling in for Monty Khan tonight and hosting Domain Masters. So welcome back to our weekly show. Uh, we have a great show tonight. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about it. First of all, we're going to do a little news update on what's happening in the industry, uh, provide some information on some recent domain name sales that, uh, uh, again, support the fact that this, the, this domain market is hot in terms of aftermarket uh, domain name sales. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the uh, .mobi domain uh, sunrise period, and we'll go into that a little bit more with one of our guests and, and much more. Um, also, uh, as far as my guest, I'd like to... Uh, we're going to be having on Stephen Sinatra. Stephen is with Stealth Media, and uh, Stephen has uh, recently been in the news, and, and his company, Stealth Media, uh, sold Bike.com for five hundred thousand dollars. And uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about uh, a little bit to Stephen at the uh, second half of the show. But my first guest tonight will be uh, Pinkard Allen and uh, Brand, which is known by most people as Pinky Brand. Um, who is a domain name and trademark industry consultant, and he's currently serving as the uh, senior IP and trademark consultant to DotMobi, and uh, we're going to welcome him on here too. Uh, uh, he is a CLE certified uh, by the state of Virginia Bar and uh, speaks regularly at corporate and independent councils and paralegals around the world. He's not a lawyer, but uh, a lot of lawyers like to talk to him because he is certainly an expert in the, in the world of uh, trademark and those intellectual property and anything concerning domain names in, in that respect. So look forward to having uh, both uh, Pinky as well as uh, Stephen on tonight's show. But before we begin with that, let me kind of bring you up to date on some things that have been happening uh, in the industry. First of all, on the lighter side, uh, it made headlines. Angelina Jolie has reserved 24 domain names featuring various versions of her, da her daughter's name. Her daughter's name is Shiloh Novell. And... Uh, Registrations uh, show that she did. She registered uh, Shiloh Jolie, Shiloh Pitt, Shiloh Jolie Pitt, Shiloh Novell Jolie, uh, Shiloh Novell Pitt, Shiloh Novell Jolie Pitt. You know, basically she covered all that she could in the variations of uh, .com, .org, .net, and .info. So good for her for uh, registering and protecting the uh, her baby's uh, name, and and uh, so they can uh, so they're. Her daughter will have those names uh, protected for her when she grows up. Uh, a little some more interesting information about that is that um, they've actually built out a, a website on on one of these. And the uh, actually, no, I take this back. I've got the wrong one. The Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise's uh, daughter Suri had uh, actually had a domain name that uh, he failed to register, but someone else did, and they built out a site that has a countdown to uh, Suri's 18th birthday when she becomes of age and uh, ask web surfers to share drawings of what they think that she would look like. So I guess Angela Jolie and Brad Pitt decided that they would uh, keep that from happening to their daughter, so they, they registered all the uh, domain names. Uh, another thing that hit the news is uh, uh, last week there was a uh, trade show up in uh, Chicago called the Geo Domains. And if you recall, uh, a couple weeks back we had, uh, we had a guest on from... Uh, representing uh, Associated Cities, who is a sponsor of the show. And uh, they, the show was successful. We had uh, one of our sales executives uh, attend it and uh, says it was about uh, 150 to 200 uh, people, all with a focus on uh, geo-targeted uh, domain names. Uh, the presentation and speeches and uh, keynote addresses and everything was, was excellent. It was a well-thought-through, uh, well-put-on um, 
show, and uh, definitely a lot of interest in um, uh, domain names that are geo-targeted. And uh, one of the names in, in the same time frame it uh, was discussed and has just uh, hit the headlines is Branson.com. Branson's actually a city name. Um, it's a city in uh, uh, Missouri, which is supposedly the live music capital of the world. It's a city that attracts 7 million visitors annually. And Branson.com just sold for $1.6 million. This is the uh, one of the highest priced domain name sales of the year and uh, one of the most expensive uh, domain name uh, transactions of all time. And uh, again, this is just, uh, just released. Uh, Branson.com has not changed hands since its initial registration and back in 1995 uh, when a couple... Uh, recently uh, purchased the name and uh, is uh, undergoing some, some redesign and so forth. It's going to be targeted towards, they're going to build out a website and it's going to be targeted towards tourists and locals. So, uh, you know, congratulations to all that was involved in, in that uh, sell. Um, it's uh, interesting that Branson.com would have sold for $1.6 million. There's an article I saw that says, putting things in perspective, um, Vancouver uh, com, a large Canadian city, sold for $122,000 this year, and uh, as compared to the uh, $1.6 million of uh, sold for Branson, Macau.com, which is a gambling destination, sold for uh, $550,000 uh, earlier this year. <coughs> Excuse me, Orleans.com sold for $45,450. Obviously, not as good as if it had been NewOrleans.com. But uh, nevertheless, it's a uh, you know, pretty decent amount. In 2005, Uruguay.com sold for 175000 Bogota.com sold for 159000 Paraguay.com sold for 150000 And Redmond.com sold for $62,999. Branson, being a small Missouri town, sells for 10 times the amount of uh, Vancouver.com. So uh, as we understand, there's a lot of traffic, and, and this makes sense. So... Again, congratulations to uh, everyone that was involved in, uh, in that. Another piece of news that uh, was real interesting is the fight going on um, at uh, in Congress with uh, ICANN over the uh, way they're handling the uh, Verisign contract for dot-coms. Uh, some of you may be aware, and maybe some of you are not, that ICANN had approved a controversial dot-com contract with Verisign. It handed control of the Internet's most famous product, being the dot-com product, uh, forever, meaning they have it forever. Uh, the contract still has to be approved by the United States government, which uh, should be a formality, uh, according to some people, although there's at least one congressman that has written to the head of the Department of Commerce regarding that the deal be shot down. And uh, you may recall a guest we've had on the show a couple of times, Mark Ostrowski from uh, IREIT, and uh, Mark was... Uh, uh, actually in front of the Congress today with his testimony and uh, opinion that this is not uh, not a good deal uh, for for the industry, that it's non-competitive, and, and if it doesn't have competition, then um, it's not a good deal uh, for all the uh, all the stakeholders in the decision. So uh, more on this, uh, you know, coming up uh, within the months to follow, I am sure. Um, the EU, uh, .EU name. It was released at the beginning of April. .eu was a very successful launch. It has um, has uh, achieved a, a total uh, number of domains that exceeds the uh, .us uh, extension, and it's been out, which had been out for a couple of years now. Uh, .eu was at uh, 1.8 million, I think, is the, the number somewhere around there. Well, they had a lot of applications back during the uh, sunrise period for people that had trademarks. And the uh, uh, registrations were uh, registrations for some of those uh, trademark uh, applications were denied, and these names were being re-released to the marketplace. They were never actually registered. They were in a hold status while they were reviewing the applications. Well, these uh, these names released again. They just had a equivalent of like a uh, drop service uh, this morning. Uh, apparently, uh, U.S. Uh, companies didn't have too much success with the uh, with grabbing these names. Um, in fact, very few were registered here in the U.S., but it seems that some of the uh, European um, 
sites that uh, specialize in land rush seem to uh, get the uh, lion's share of those names. So um, very, very interesting and uh, has uh, you know, the attention of, of uh, many of us in the industry to see what's going on. It's not something that we will foresee happening with the uh, .mobi name when it comes out for its, uh, its land rush and its uh, sunrise period because uh, .mobi is regulated by ICANN. And so there's uh, you know, a lot more formality and rules and a level playing field that would be involved in the uh, .mobi name. But uh, again, more on that. Well, with that, I'm going to take a quick uh, commercial break and uh, uh, get some commercials and pay some bills. And uh, when we come back from our commercial, we're going to have uh, Pinky uh, Brand on the line. And uh, so please stay tuned. This is, again, Victor Pitts with Domain Master. You're just minutes away from more Domain Masters. Be master of your domain. Stay tuned. All-new version 6. Prepare to segment your visitors and build custom reports on the fly with the most comprehensive and intuitive web analytics programs on the planet. Dan Noyes, president of Zafolia.com, writes, ClickTracks is like a religion to us. We rarely consult our clients on site or campaign changes without first seeing what ClickTracks reveals. Sign up for your free trial today. Your only risk, you may end up in our next commercial. ClickTracks.com, turning your future into a Over 4,000 clients around the world are utilizing effective content-based solutions from InfoSearch Media with the expertise of over 200 professional copywriters to work for you. Studies show that the number one factor visitors consider before making a purchase online is trust. And nothing creates more trust and loyalty than well-written, informative content. High-quality content also generates free search engine traffic. Content is definitely king. Visit InfoSearchMedia.com today. Now, here's your host. Welcome back. This is uh, Victor Pitts with Domain Master. I'm your guest host tonight. Monty Khan will be back next week. He's enjoying a vacation with his family this week. So, Monty, if you're listening, you shouldn't be. Enjoy your vacation. Um, but everyone else, welcome back. I'm about to uh, have on our, our guest, uh, which is uh, Pinky Brand. Um, actually, his name is Pinkard Allen Brand, but... Uh, referred to by many as, as Pinky, and uh, he is a domain name and uh, trademark industry consultant. He's currently serving as the uh, senior IP and trademark consultant to DotMobi, which uh, you've heard us uh, talk about a lot on this show. Prior to working with DotMobi, um, Pinky was a vice president of product marketing for a company called Iron Mountain, and uh, they do a domain name records management. He shared responsibility for the development of services, tools, and marketing uh, programs that caused uh, Iron Mountain to become a leading provider of intellectual property management services, specializing in domain name records, management, enforcement. Iron Mountain further developed the service after requiring um, Archimus, and I'm not sure if I pronounced that correctly, a corporate domain name management company that he co-founded in 2002. Um, as a uh, code, uh, co-founder and executive uh, vice president of Archimus, uh, Pinky was uh, responsible for uh, marketing operations, strategic planning, business development. Under his direction, uh, they received a uh, le- or they were they had a leadership position in providing internet domain name record management services. It became recognized by Fortune 500 companies, and gained mind share and marketing share, and the world's most recognized trademark and brand name holders. Prior to this, he uh, he worked for a company called uh, Digital Brand Management Services, 
and corporate domain name services, which is a unit, a business unit of VeriSign. And uh, he had responsibilities for business development, product development, marketing promotion, and legal channel services. And if we go back even before that, he uh, served for a, uh, he was the director of ID Names, which is a country code domain name registration and corporate domain name records management business unit uh, that was uh, purchased by Network Solutions. And uh, he's a man of the world. He's uh, oversaw expansion of uh, Asia Pacific, you know, expansion into that marketplace, into Europe, um, Hong Kong, Greater China, Japan, Korea, United Kingdom. And uh, I had the pleasure of, of meeting uh, Pinky uh, back in April at the uh, Seattle uh, Domain Roundtable uh, Conference. And uh, we served on a panel together, and the panel was on, on uh, protecting your brand. And he is considered to be one of the foremost authorities uh, in, the, in the land, on the Internet, in terms of uh, trademark uh, protection and, and protecting your intellectual property. And uh, he, is, uh, he works a lot with uh, uh, lawyers. He's not a lawyer himself, but uh, he does do a lot of work with, uh, with lawyers or in, in consultation and sitting on panels. And so certainly knows this stuff. And uh, Pinky, uh, hopefully you're on the, uh, on the air. Can you hear me? Oh, absolutely, and you, you got all, you pronounced all the names right, too. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> There's a first time for everything. Well, yeah. welcome aboard uh, Domain Masters tonight. I appreciate you uh, joining us. And oh, glad uh, to be here. Is there anything that I left out that I should have covered in terms of your uh, your background? Oh, no, I think you, you covered uh, just about everything there has been in this business for uh, for quite a while, at, uh, going back about, you know, 10 years and the uh, the ID names experience way back in the mid '90s was a a wonderful experience back when just about uh, a lot of people didn't really even know what dot com was. <laughs> so uh, I go way back. Tell us, you know, for the listening audience, people maybe that aren't familiar with the terms in terms of ID names, exactly what is ID names and. And uh, just kind of elaborate on that, if you would. Sure. Uh, well, ID Names uh, stood for Internet Domain Names Incorporated, which was the name of a company that uh, uh, actually a uh, Mark Ostrovsky and, and myself uh, co-founded back in uh, back in 1996. And uh, the company was formed to really take a look at the uh, the rest of the world beyond .dot com. Actually, at the time, even though .dot com was still just at that time, starting to gain a lot of mind share, you know, around the world, uh, we were looking at uh, what are called uh, country code top-level domains, or CCTLDs, like .co.uk and .de, and a lot of folks had no idea what those were, and particularly trademark holders did not know what they were. Mm-hmm. And some that did know about .com didn't know about the country codes and what the risk was for their trademarks uh, from cyber squatters there. Of course, back then there weren't things such as the Uniform Dispute Resolution Policy, ICANN, and all that. So it was rather wild and unregulated, and uh, we just sought out to really to find out what are the rules and requirements around the world, how do you access who is databases to find out if a domain name is available. Uh, and uh, we built some search, uh, some search technology to help uh, trademark holders uh, search for the availability or the unavailability of a domain name and all those country codes, with which there are about, you know, about 250 of those. Mm-hmm. So, so we eventually sold that to Network to, uh, Solutions. It was the, the first company, actually, that they acquired after they went public back in uh, 19... Let's see, gosh. A lot of people refer to... <laughs> 1998, yeah. <laughs> it has been a long time. Yeah. A lot of uh, folks refer to uh, uh, the current times as being the Wild West uh, in terms of, you know, they're still setting the rules and there's still so much going on in the world, but, you know, it was a lot different back then and, and a whole lot less rules and a whole lot less processes in terms of uh, protecting one's uh, intellectual property, and there was a lot of, uh, you know, renowned cases in terms of, uh, you know, major corporations, you know, not having the rights to their domain names or their names, and it was just a, it must have been a heck of a time to uh, be involved from, from, from the position that you were in. Uh, well, it was crazy, especially um, at the time that I was with Network Solutions uh, early on, as, as you and some of your listeners uh, may be aware at the time, of course, uh, uh, back, back, way back when, uh, there used to be only one domain name registrar and one uh, in registry for .com, and, and that was Network Solutions. And, and as a monopoly uh, at that time, um, you know, when I was there, we certainly uh, took a lot of um, a heat for what was going on in the marketplace, uh, a lot of things that really were probably beyond the control of the company. But as I used to tell people, uh, you know, what if you, 
uh, what if your company selling widgets today, you know, only thought you were going to have 15 customers in the next year, and then suddenly beyond your wildest expectations, you know, you have uh, 150,000. How are you going to deal with it? And that was the kind of growth that we were dealing with back at the time. It was just absolutely outrageous. Uh, I don't think anyone in any industry perhaps had ever experienced that type of type of growth. Uh, you know, there were less than one million domain names when I started in the business, and now there are, you know, by some accounts, if you include country code top level domains, over 100 million. And the complexity to trademark holders and to uh, brand uh, people in branding and marketing, anyone having to do with uh, dealing with uh, names on the Internet and protecting your identity on the Internet, I think actually it's just gotten more and more difficult and, and more challenging as time has gone on with the, the explosion of domain names, the explosion of people with access to the Internet, uh, the, the addition of new top level domains and so forth. Exactly, exactly. Now, were you there during the uh, time that the, the birth of uh, ICANN? Or did, uh, did you oh, yes. Um, I, I, I wasn't at present at the, uh, at the meeting or anything, but I do remember the day that, um, you know, that, uh, that that happened and the day that competition was announced and the original five registrars that were going to be able to compete against Network Solutions were announced. You know. And that was really a pretty exciting day, actually, around, uh, I, I recall, vividly around the office, um, and uh, especially if one was watching the stock at the time because, uh, you know, some days the price of stock would go up $25, $30 a share. Uh, other days, you know, it, it would drop 30 or $40 a share depending on the news. And I remember on the day that that happened, I believe the stock actually went up quite a bit. And, uh, you know, for those of us that were living at the time and living and dying by stock options and all that sort of thing, it was a rather exciting and, um, and, and nail-biting kind of a time. But uh, I've always been kind of a capitalist and an entrepreneur and always think that competition is the best thing for any industry. So I certainly welcome that day when it, when it occurred. Uh, you had also worked with uh, someone that, uh, you know, many of our listeners know, uh, Mark Ostrowski, who also yes. was in the news uh, today. I understand he was in front of Congress regarding the uh, I can uh, verisign um, debate that's going on in front of them, but uh, you were in business with them for a while, right? Um, yes, I was. Um, I've known Mark actually for probably 25, 26 years, going all the way back to our college days at the uh, University of Texas in Austin. And uh, you know, Mark is, uh, always was a kind of a, a visionary kind of a guy. Um, he was the kind of person that. Uh, understood about the uh, the telephone industry being deregulated uh, when it became deregulated and profited uh, quite well from that um, with various uh, publications that he put together and conferences and so forth. And I remember him coming to me and talking about voicemail before anybody knew what voicemail was, <laughs> saying, I think this is going to be big someday. And uh, <laughs> he went out and uh, started up a voice processing magazine or something like that and was very successful with that. And then I remember... Vividly, um, one evening, perhaps, uh, as sort of entrepreneurs, we would talk to each other sometimes at even 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning talking about various business ideas. And the genesis for ID Names, and I think the genesis for Mark Ostrowski and being in the business, was uh, kind of a eureka moment going to the Who Is site at Network Solutions and, and saying, wow, check this out. You know, this is where you register your domain name, or this is where you check. And look at this company. They don't even have their domain name, or... This name is available. This could be incredibly valuable someday. Right. And we started talking about it, and that's really kind of when the business was born, was out of a conversation in the middle of the, in the, middle of the night, literally. And uh, if I had not had that conversation with him, who knows what I'd be doing today. <laughs> but uh, it was an uh, uh, interesting set of circumstances that um, got Mark involved in the business. And, uh, of course, uh, Mark uh, is pretty well-known uh, in the industry and uh, I guess through the press just because of the uh, the world record prices that were paid for a, a domain name business.com back at the time uh, for $150,000. Everyone at that time thought, wow, that's, that's a lot of money. And um, I remember... Uh, giving some press interviews saying that I, I believe that, you know, the Internet is, uh, the domain names are really like real estate, and they're not really making more of them or those names, unlike trademarks. You know, you can only have one domain name, a uh, string of characters, you know, within a top-level domain, right? So uh, it was my idea, or it was just my, my uh, opinion that domain names would go for millions in the future. Right. And, of course, that's exactly what's happening today. Oh, no doubt. Uh, and the market seems to be uh, quite strong. And we just announced uh, Branson.com, which is a little Missouri town. It was gave a little news brief at the beginning of the beginning of the show, 
and uh, Branson just sold for $1.6 million. And it's uh, based upon a little Missouri city that, uh, you know, supposedly gets a lot of, uh, you know, traffic and gets about 7,000 visitors, uh, uh, 7,000 visitors a month, I think it is. But anyway, it's uh, amazing, amazing prices are being paid right now. Um, it is it is quite amazing, um, and it, I think it just reflects the overall um, uh, vision that uh, investors and 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 others have, you know, in the the power of uh, the internet and how it is changing and shaping people's lives. But uh, it, uh, you know, as an advertising medium and also just as a, as a general, just a overall medium that uh, for communication and uh, you know, domain names are the building blocks of uh, one of the first things you've got to have in order to uh, to build your your presence on the internet uh, whether it uh, is a .com domain name or or other top level domain names such as .mobi and so forth. Well, let's talk a little bit about .mobi. And mm-hmm. that's, uh, this reflects one of the uh, most recent changes in your your life in terms of positions and and what you do. Uh tell us about uh, what you do over at uh, .mobi and and uh, let's uh, kind of educate uh, our listening audience and and the .mobi names. I know they've heard about them on our show before and they know that we're pretty we're pretty pumped up about these names in, in terms of what it's going to represent to the market. But why don't you give us an overview of your current position at uh, DotMobi and, uh, and a little bit about the DotMobi name and what? Uh, why should we care about DotMobi? Yeah, sure. I'm I'm just totally jazzed up about DotMobi. Um, you know, having been in this industry for a long time, and I've seen uh, new top-level domains come or be repurposed. You know, specifically like country code top-level domains and so forth. And um, uh, this. The dot mobi really excites me because I believe it's relevant. Um, number one, um, you know, it's really a dot mobi is really going to be all about really a better experience. I think for users uh, in accessing the internet, you know, on mobile phones, it's kind of like dot com for your phone, and uh, it's it's relevant because of that. Um, it's it's uh, and you did ask another question just to let. The uh, listeners know. I believe you might have introduced. I'm the senior IP and trademark consultant at um, at uh, Dot Mobi. That's uh, what I'm working on. Working with. <laughs> it's my position right now, of course. But uh, one of the things, even before coming to Dot Mobi, that was really just jazzing me up about it, and that I was uh, evangelizing to a lot of people prior to coming to Dot Mobi was, you know, why should I care about it? What's what's so interesting about Dot Mobi? Um, that would make me want to register a domain name there or, or build content and spend money and invest in, in building websites there. And, and really what it boils down to, if, you know, if you've got a mobile phone, I've got a mobile phone, and right now accessing the Internet on a mobile device is often you know, quite frustrating for a lot of people. You know, downloading content on a mobile device can be really expensive or uh, you know, when you type in uh, something something dot com, thinking that maybe somehow it will work on your mobile site, it it doesn't work because it ex- exceeds the screen size, or or maybe there's too large of a file, um, and the way it's been coded or designed, it takes a long time to to download, and it's going to be very expensive for you. Um, you know, accessing that data is generally slower than on a PC. You know, navigating is difficult, and what DotMobi does really is just eliminate the frustration by guaranteeing the user a predictable and consistent experience because uh, when a, in the future when someone goes to a DotMobi site, they will know and be guaranteed that uh, that site is optimized for their mobile device, no matter what kind of mobile device they may have. And this, what's going on with DotMobi really kind of reminds me of what was going on 10 years ago and why I got in this business to begin with. And that was, uh, you know, go, you know, rewind back to 1994, 1995, or whatever. That's when... You know, if you recall, uh, 28.8 speeds on a, on a modem, that was, right. wow, that was fast, right? So access speeds were, were increasing, and then the horsepower of hardware, namely, you know, PCs was increasing. And then all of a sudden you had the introduction of, you know, Mozilla or Netscape 1.0. You know, you had a browser, a, a common way for the, the average person out there, if you will, to be able to access uh, and browse, you know, web pages on the Internet. And now with, you know, with mobile phones, I know, you know, the latest mobile phone that I just got, uh, this Nokia phone, has, um, you know, it's ridiculously tiny, but I can shoot an hour of video of, of it on it. It's 3G. I can broadcast from it. I, you know, I can take, you know, megapixel photographs from it. Um, I can, you know, do some high-quality browsing on it, uh, email, you know, all that sort of thing. 
and at high speeds because around the planet now, you know, around major urban centers, you know, the, the access and the, the speeds uh, on, the, on the carrier networks are increasing dramatically. And so then you have uh, a common uh, standard uh, for browsing uh, on mobile devices, which DotMobi is introducing into the marketplace, uh, and, and the investors uh, that are behind this as well uh, that agree on that this is a way to, uh, to jumpstart uh, the mobile Internet experience. You know, I, I think... <clears throat> One thing that's really going on on the internet is, and is that it's really becoming more of a geospatial type of network. You know, it's one that's more aware of of, of your location as you as you say you were where you are. And you know, with PCs, you're kind of connecting up to, you know, you're browsing uh, the web. Um, but I think uh, with the advent of mobile and what's going on now, it's going to be more geospatial geospatial, which basically means uh, you can browse the physical world because mobile devices are getting so smart that, uh, you know, folks are going to, it's going to know where you're, what's happening around you and allow you to access information or objects or places or other people. You know, imagine, if you will, you're, you're in a, um, a shoe store or something and you see a pair of shoes and uh, your phone may have a, um, a barcode or reader on it and it could scan uh, that, that shoe and perhaps instantly take you to a website that can tell you where competing brands of shoes or maybe that same shoe is available within four miles of where you are. And, you know, that's the kind of thing uh, that uh, I think is, excites me and it's powerful. I think that's where we're going uh, with the Internet, you know, with uh, it was mainframes and mini computers and PCs and the PC Internet. And I think now we're moving into a cycle of, uh, of the mobile Internet. It's just terribly exciting to me. <laughs> it is exciting times, and it, it definitely is, uh, yeah. you know, some very, very interesting technology and where it's going to go. And, and as you've seen how people have gone, you know, unplugged from uh, the perspective of their I'm sorry, uh, and, and Victor. You're breaking up a little bit, so I'm I'm afraid I'm not able to hear what you just said. Okay, sorry about that. Can you hear me better now? Yes, sir. Okay, so uh, yeah, this is definitely exciting times, and and seeing how people are are you know their their love and passion for being unplugged and and being mobile, and uh, there's no reason to suspect that uh, the popularity that the dot mobi names isn't going to mirror uh, how the consumers. Um, you know what they want and and what they like in in terms of wireless communication, whether it be communication on the on the cell phone, handheld devices, uh, trios, uh, blackberries, and and uh, you know down to everything else at their home, uh, being unplugged. So definitely exciting times. Now let's talk a little bit about the trademark um, period. I know that there was the limited uh, sunrise that uh, just expired back on the 29th of May for people within the industry, and there's another trademark. Sunrise is coming up uh, June 12th through um, August 21st. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, sure. The trademark uh, sunrise period, we, we just finished with the limited industry sunrise period, which uh, ended on May 29th, and that was limited to um, uh, organizations or companies that are members of mobile industry organizations like CTIA or GSMA associations and so forth. But uh, the trademark sunrise period, that's very important uh, if you're a, a trademark uh, holder or listener out there. Uh, that begins on Monday, June 12th, and that will end on uh, August 21st. And uh, this is really a time for uh, those uh, – Trademark owners will have an opportunity to to register, you know, their uh, domain names during that sunrise uh, period. Um, the trademark name they have to provide us a trademark name, a trademark identification number, uh, date of the application, which uh, for the trademark, which must be before July 11, 2005, uh, the date of the granting of the trademark, and the country of trademark registration. Um, actually, a lot of information on the sunrise requirements and restrictions, uh, the timing, uh, dispute resolution overviews, all that can be found at our site, which is at www.m. Ld. Moby, uh, but the sunrise period is a uh, an important time because, um, as you can tell, I'm kind of jazzed up about Dot Moby. But the thing about it is, is if you're a trademark holder, it's just really important right now uh, not to wait. Uh, you know, don't wait till the last minute to to send in your your application, but prepare now. Uh, think about the domain names uh, or the trademarks that you have that you need to register as domain names for .moby. But also be thinking. Um, you also may be wanting to to look ahead to the general registration period as well and start thinking about. Uh, 
mobile type of, of domain names or geospatial types of names, as I was talking about how the, the Internet's becoming more geospatial, and start thinking about those things and start thinking about the trademarks that you have and how they might be adapted or, or uh, um, uh, modified or even built on, you know, for the mobile Internet. Um, I'm not suggesting anyone change what they're doing, but uh, certainly with uh, the advent of any new top-level domain or, or the advent of a new way of accessing content on the Internet, i.e. mobile, uh, it's time to start thinking about different types of names as well. Do you have the uh, date for the, uh, the general, land mush, general land rush and the general registration for the uh, .mobi? I'm sorry, I thought you were breaking up, but I think you were asking me about what the, the, the dates are for the general registration and so forth. That's correct. Okay. The uh, the uh, general registration, actually, the, the trademark sunrise period will end on the on August 21st, and then there will be about a quiet period of about a week, and then the, the general uh, the land rush will start on August 28th and uh, end on September 10th. Uh, actually, the first couple of weeks are what we call uh, kind of the, the, the land rush period, and then the, uh, there'll be slightly different pricing during those first two weeks, and then on uh, the ongoing registration occurs from uh, September 14th, which basically means beginning August 28th, uh, no matter who you are anywhere on the planet, uh, you can register a domain name. You don't have to have a, a trademark necessarily to, to register a domain name then, and you don't have to be located in the United States. Uh, you can be located anywhere. Fantastic. And this is also an opportunity for web developers to specialize in a particular type of, of development by following the, the guide, the style guide, if you will, for .mobi type of uh, pages. And you have a style guide on your, your website at .mobi, correct? Yes, that is that is correct. Um, the uh, we we definitely want to make sure and, and guarantee that the end users will be able to um, have a the proper experience when they're accessing a .mobi site. And so, what um, .mobi has come up with is uh, what we call the .mobi switch on guide for web browsing. And uh, so, web designers and content providers can not only register their sites, but they can you know use that guide. Uh, to uh, to guide them in building their sites. Uh, in effect, it's really a developer handbook uh, containing the rules and best practices to create mobile sites that will be you know easy to use and and navigate. Uh, one of the things uh, that is important for registrants to understand for .mobi is that um, you can start using your domain name within 24 hours after uh, registration. Um, but there will be some requirements uh, with regard to. Uh, Adhering to the uh, the switch on guide, there's a set of best practices that are required, and then a set of best practices which are suggested. Uh, things of, such as like no no framing or pop ups and things which just really don't work and just only diminish the mobile you know browsing experience. Right. Well, it's an opportunity for the web developers that are listening on the show to uh, to learn what the uh, the dot mobi requirements are and to increase your value to your the clients that you represent or the organizations that you work for. Um, by uh, making sure that uh, you're familiar with what the requirements are for .mobi, because if a, a website is, has .mobi and is is not in compliance, there are some penalties for uh, for that as well. Isn't that correct, Pinky? Yes, um, the uh, your site actually can be uh, shut down, or the domain name will just not resolve um, if uh, if it's found to be in, in violation. And there'll there'll be a ways for um, folks to be able to cure, you know, that type of, of violation, so to speak. Uh, it's not as if it would be an instantaneous type of thing, um, but uh, nevertheless, uh, you know, that is going to be monitored. It's going to be very important that users get that good experience because uh, I'm sure if you're like me right now and you you go to any website and experience is bad, you just tend not to go back there. Uh, and that's going to be very important on the mobile Internet. And it's important to the investors, uh, which are an interesting mix of, of folks that are competitors uh, in the business, uh, you know, mobile device and hardware manufacturers such as Nokia and Ericsson and Samsung and operators like uh, T-Mobile and Vodafone, Telefonica, Hutchison, Oroscom, Tim. Uh, Cineverse, like an infrastructure provider, Google and Microsoft content providers or investors in .mobi, as well as the GSM Association. So, um, you know, all these uh, organizations are coming together to to um, to make the mobile internet experience better. Well, Pinky, um, I'm going to have to uh, wrap up the show because we've got another guest that's uh, coming in behind you. But before we do, um, I'd like to uh, pick your brain. Uh, you've been in the uh, trademark intellectual marketing space 
for quite some time. Can you give our, our listeners one tip that you think is, is above all else in terms of protecting their trademark, protecting their brand? Uh, I think the, the the most important thing is to make sure that you uh, conduct uh, an audit and validate your portfolio periodically um, and set a policy within your organization for the registration, uh, modification, or deletion of domain names. Um, this is important, uh, you know, no matter the size of your organization. I mean, everyone can, can do a validation audit. It, it can sometimes be difficult to do those things, and, you know, you should just contact a, a reliable um, operator to do that sort of thing, a reliable registrar or a domain management company to do that sort of thing. But uh, I find time and time again uh, in this business um, and over 10 years dealing with trademark folks, it's amazing to me sometimes dealing with some of the world's largest companies how they're not aware of the domain names that they have or think they should have. Or, and uh, the last thing you want to do is have a domain name turned off because you forget to pay a renewal bill and end up on the front page of the Wall Street Journal. That's an excellent tip. Well, Pinky, I thank you so much for uh, tuning in to us. Sorry for breaking up on you. It must be the phone. I don't know if it's the phone or the signal, but I appreciate you uh, being on the show tonight and uh, sharing some information, some history with us, as well as uh, bringing us up to date on the .mobi name. Uh, we at Moniker are certainly uh, looking forward to uh, the next sunrise and the general release of the .mobi name, and we're, we're certain it's going to be a very successful uh, name, one of the most successful uh, launches in uh, quite some time. And I thank you again for being on the show and uh, uh, look forward to seeing you the next time we, uh, we pop up in another, uh, another meeting or, or trade show such as the Main Roundtable. Well, Victor, thanks a lot for having me. It's always a pleasure uh, talking with you, and uh, I'm uh, just uh, thank, thank you for having me. All right. Well, very good. Well, Pinky, thanks again. And uh, if you guys will all stay tuned uh, to Domain Masters, we're going to break for a commercial and bring on our next guest, which is uh, Stephen Sinatra from uh, Step Media. And uh, we'll have them on right after this uh, commercial break. You're just minutes away from more Domain Masters. Be master of your domain. Stay tuned. affiliate program to partner with? Hey, all we're trying to do is make the most money in the least amount of time. The answer is simple. JoeBucks.com, the world's leading herbal affiliate program. JoeBucks.com is the direct manufacturer, so there's no middleman. This will allow you to make up to 50% the highest payouts on the net and also get paid twice a month. Sign up today and watch your income grow. JoeBucks.com. A rose by any other name would still be the same. Move over, Shakespeare. You need to differentiate yourself from your competition. Do it by aligning yourself with a company who has earned the trust of Jupiter Media, the NHL, and Lionsgate Films, among others. Moniker.com is the most secure ICANN-accredited register on the planet, offering you domain registration, hosting, domain sales, and acquisition services. Wrap that up with 24-7 support. That's your winning combination. M-O-N-I-K-E-R. .com more than a name Domain Masters. Now, here's your host. Well, this is uh, Victor Pitts. I'm guest hosting uh, Domain Masters Night, where you learn to be the master of your domain. Um, hopefully, you guys can hear me okay. I understand that the, uh, uh, the connection I have is uh, fading in and out. It's, it's not that I'm moving around. It's uh, something to do with the technology. So, hopefully, you can hear me okay. Um, I want to uh, welcome our, our next guest uh, on and tell you a little bit about him before I bring, you, bring him on board. Uh, Stephen Sinatra uh, was recently, uh, recently made the news, and in fact, uh, just this week, uh, 
He was involved in one of the largest uh, domain sales reported thus far in 2006 when uh, Stephen Stump Media sold Bike.com for $500,000. Stephen was once a Wall Street trader and now uh, trades domain names. Right out of college in 1998, he became a uh, proprietary equity trader before founding Glacier Capital LLC in 2001. Glacier Capital specializes in automated computerized trading, but also delved into the domain business. And he, he quotes that uh, trading domain today is like trading stocks before New York Stock Exchange. It's like the Wild West. Uh, he also founded the Sinatra Productions LLC, which purchased Screen.com last year. Yet the addition uh, to Stephen Startups is uh, another addition to Stephen Startups is Stump Media, which is now the domain business of Glacier Capital LLC. Stephen focuses on the acquisitions and monetization of premium domain names. And at present, at present, Stephen is doing something totally unakin to anything that he's done before, and he's pursuing his culinary arts degree in Napa Valley. Uh, Stephen, are you on the line? How are you? Stephen, hey, how are you doing today? Good, good. Actually, yeah, you just you, you pulled me right out of the kitchen, and uh, so i got to change gears and, and, and think about it. But uh, when I'm not slinging domains, I'm usually in the culinary realm. So, <laughs> Hopefully you turned down the oven before you came onto the show, though. I sure did. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, congratulations uh, to you for the uh, sale of Bike.com. That is awesome. Thank you very much. Thank you. Now, how did you uh, come about uh, uh, getting Bike.com? How long has it been in your portfolio? No, I purchased the domain. Um, I believe it was last February of two thousand, February two thousand five, and it was kind of like one of the first big premium ones that I was able to secure. And um, you know, you do a lot of deals, this, that, and the other. But it was the, certain domains come along. You just say that's it. You know when it's when it's going to be a home run. And Bike dot com was one of those. Fantastic. So, and so now you uh, you've got quite a few companies, and you still have uh, Glacier Capital as as well, right? I have Glacier Capital, but I'm no longer in the actual equity trading business. I kind of panned out of, of that, but I was looking for a similar type of business that would give me the flexibility, um, an income stream, et cetera, and that's what the domain business is for me, and that's why I created Step Media. Um, and uh, i got to be honest with you, trading stocks is way too stressful. I'd rather trade domains. What do you see as some of the similarities between uh, trading stocks and trading names? Because there's, there's a lot of um, belief that... Uh, you know the the domain purchasing and and with pay per click advertisement and uh, the revenue generation from that is is uh, there's a lot of similarities between that and you know futures trading and and various other types of uh, investment platforms. What do you see as some of the similarities or, or differences between them? Yeah, it, 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 it's a good question because there are there are a lot and there's also a lot of differences as well. Um, well, you know. First of all, from a trading perspective, um, I see the domain business now as the wild, wild west, um, kind of before stocks really traded, because there really is no exchange. There's really no secondary market where you can go purchase easily, sell these things very easily. You really have to go after who the present owners are of the domain, contact them, negotiate, buy it, uh, you know, get a hold of it. It takes you know, a process, can take a week or so, whatever. Whereas, obviously, you know, in the stock exchange, you have these liquid markets and so forth. Boom, you're, you're filled instantly, and, and, and you own something. So um, it's kind of like uh, we're dealing with the Wild Wild West because the bids and offers are so uh, wide, right? And, you know, what's a domain worth? And I think that's a, something we can really talk about is valuation. Um, so what's nice about what you talk about with the PPC and other things coming online these days is you're, you're actually of now able to value these domains and put a price tag on them, whether it's worth you know 1x, 5x, 10x being the uh, number of years of revenue that you'll make that money back uh, once you purchase this domain. Um, so, so you now have like a sort of price going on in the marketplace, which is, which is really good. Um, where I see the, the trading going, I obviously see that these bids and offers um, will narrow, as the spread will narrow over time, and, um, you know, and there'll be more more buyers and sellers into the marketplace. So what's going on is we'll see some sort of domain exchange eventually happen, I believe. But until then, um, I think the biggest issue with, with this business is that they're, they're, it's, it's hard to value the domain. It's hard, it is hard to trade them, um, but that's also the biggest opportunity, and that's why I'm here. So as soon as somebody says, uh, when, I, when, I, when they ask me what I do, and I say, oh, I trade domains, they, and, they, and they know what that means, then I'm out of the business. That's when I know it's time to leave. All right. 
What are some of the skills that someone would need to have in order to get into this market and, and uh, uh, to purchase names and speculate on uh, what would be a, a good valued name? What are some of the skills that someone would need coming into the market today? Mm. Well, I mean, as a trader, you know, you, you need to take risk. That's the bottom line. And whether it's educated, calculated, programmed risk, whatever you want to call it, I like to say instinctual risk. Um, and instinct, it's critical. You've got you to you gotta feel it, do it, think it, um, no hesitation, make it happen. Um, so you need, you need sort of the qualities of, of being a trader, and you've got to believe in yourself. You've got to believe in the way the universe works. You've got you to gotta just step up and, uh, and make a trade. And, you know, like for bike, I mean, things like that come along, and you've got to scrounge to get six figures and make something happen. So risk, I think, is, is the utmost um, important quality. To, to getting into the business, you've got to be willing to do that because this is a risky business at this point in time, um, as is trading stocks or commodities, futures, what have you. So you have that, but you've got to, along with risk, you need to pull the, I like to say, pull the trigger, and that's, um, that's execution as well. So you've got a good idea. Um, let's say uh, my recommendation is people want to get in the business, uh, whatever you're into. Let's say it's, you know, it's vitamins, it's, uh, it's traveling, whatever it is. You go after certain names that you have a familiarity with, and, um, and you know what they could be worth, and, and, and you kind of go after those and, and, and take some risk, make it happen. So, Stephen, what got you into into the industry? I mean, you, you made that migration from uh, you know from Wall Street to the domain business. What was it that uh, that lured you in and, and and got you so excited about the domain business? Uh, there's a lot of things about the domain business. <laughs> um, well. I was always a trader. I mean, at 10, I was trading baseball cards. 18, it was, it was cars. 23, it was stocks. And now I'm 30, it's, it's the mains. Um, I, I just like buying and selling. I like flipping um, for properties. But um, what got me excited about it was, you know, in 1995, 96, I was in college, and I remember, um, you know, going on the old Mosaic uh, web browser, saying to myself, oh, this is, this is going to blow away the world. And back in that day, I literally didn't have ten dollars to my name. I mean, I, and domains were selling for seventy-five dollars for like a year or two registration. I can't remember exactly what it was. I remember pleading with my father that, to buy a domain name for our company because this would be the hottest thing going. And he said no. Whatever it was, it was one of my biggest regrets. Not buy. I could have bought anything I wanted in ninety-five and ninety-six. So I sensed the opportunity then. I just didn't have the means. But it was one of those situations where you never want to be behind the ball again like that. You know, you want to be able to create, have resources that you can fall back on to make other opportunities happen. So that's where my interest sparked was then. Um, but then I got into trading stocks and so forth. And then I came back to the domain business in about 2002 to 2003. And um, it's just, it, it's great because, you know, everything is its own little business. Let's say... Um, you know, uh, like I bought uh, lamps or, or reverseosmosis.com. And, you know, what's reverse osmosis? Well, it's the way, you know, water's purified because I'm, I'm into purified water. And each little thing is its own business, and you meet people in that business, uh, and you go down those lines, and you just keep learning about what you're interested in. So it's kind of fun. Um, so that's what, what got me into it. But when I first started um, doing domains in 2002, three, you know, I just – Played around with these rinky-dink ten dollars, hundred-dollar domains, and so forth. And finally, I said to myself, "I got to step up and buy some real property here." And that's kind of where where bike came into play. All right. Now, do you do you do monetization on the sites too? Is it pay-per-click monetization, affiliate programs? What what are some of the things that you do to to uh, capitalize on some of the names that you got? I, I started out playing around the affiliate um, type uh, arena, and that just wasn't uh, a game I liked to play. Um, the PPC uh, revenue model, I think, is phenomenal, and um, that's that's really what I'm going for now. And it's because I've mostly been in acquisition mode for the past few years, um, whereas I'm just focusing all my energy on buying out names. Whereas now I'm really starting to look more towards development of the pieces of property that I do have. And um, I was very sad to let Bike go because I think it was an amazing name that had enormous um, branding potential. Um, that could have been built out. I just didn't have the energy for it at the time. So I, I do think that the buyer got a great deal, and hopefully that buyer will create um, an, an incredible brand. Um, but uh, um, is, is Step Media your StepMedia.com? Is that 
the uh, the platform or the, the service that you use for the uh, development of some of the premium properties? Yes, yes, okay. eventually. And okay. uh, but but developing a domain is is, is, a, is a lot of work. I mean, even the domain business alone is, is an enormous amount of work. So it's just a matter of time, I think. And and, and so far, the PPC model is really working out. Do you do anything with uh, names, other TLDs, other than the dot coms? No, I, I really like to focus my energy and and finances solely on the dot coms. Okay, and there's yeah. a reason for that. I don't think the the market has grasped the other extensions um, as much, and the default you know goes towards the dot com. So until I see any shift in that in that market or that movement, I'm still going to stick with with, 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 with where, where the money goes. Okay, well, fair enough. So what are some of the other things that you're doing? Now, you're, you're also pursuing this uh, culinary arts degree. And uh, what uh, this is, cooking has been a, a passion of yours, and, and you just decided this is the time to, uh, to act on that uh, passion, or what happened there? Yeah, ab- absolutely. I, mean, I kind of want to say, uh, you know, solo italiano. I'm, I'm, I'm Italian, and I always grew up in a, in a family that, uh, that everything was all about the food. When are we eating? Who are we eating with? What are we having? Et cetera, et cetera. You know, when's the pancetta being cured? Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean it's always been uh, a, a part of my life, and um, to be honest with you, I've been just burned the candle at both ends for the past ten years of my life, uh, slinging stocks, uh, domains, other companies, and um, I kind of had a real bad case of uh, severe adrenal fatigue from working so much and, and the stress. Uh-huh. So um, my therapy was uh, in the kitchen always, and um, you know over the past year or two, I've really just focused a lot more of my energy now towards. Um, um, eating well, um, cooking food that I love, and uh, and making it happen. And that's kind of where I'm going to focus the next half of my life on. Will be in the restaurant business, um, mostly along the lines of healthy eating, organic cooking, which I own that domain, by the way, um, right. and stuff like that. It's a great outlet. So you can't work all the time. Got to got to no, blend a little. Gotta, bit. You have to have balance in life. You know, got to have some balance. Working. You bet. Well, listen, it's been uh, great having you on the show. Is there uh, any piece of information or, or advice that uh, you would like to give our listening audience out there in terms of uh, domain acquisition, um, you know, something that maybe they can uh, follow in your footsteps and uh, sell a $500,000 name? <laughs> Got to have faith. <laughs> Never give up with faith and, and have balance in life also. And you got to believe, and you got to believe in the universe, and uh, you know I, I got to give God some glory, and and, and you got to uh, and, and that type type of thing, and just believe that it'll all be taken care of, and whatever you want, you create. That's that's my personal theory. So, well, I appreciate you being on the show. One last thing, you were at the traffic show, and mm-hmm. um, I think that's the first time I had a, an opportunity to meet you, or perhaps we met also at uh, one of the search engine strategies. I'm not sure, but. Um, what did you think of the uh, traffic show? And you plan on attending the uh, the upcoming one in Florida in uh, October? Yeah, it's a great show. Um, definitely. I mean, went to traffic the year before in 2005 as well. And um, you know, Schwartz and these guys they they got it going on. So um, very happy with the way it went, and it, that definitely helped you know lead towards like the sale of bike. So um, it pays for itself. And yes, I'm not sure if I'm going to make the October one. I'm actually. Uh, Buying a restaurant, we're planning on opening right around that week. So, oh, um, congratulations, man! That's fantastic news. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm parlaying some of the, you know, the, the money from that in, in, into the into the passion. So, it's a, so we'll see. So, I, I should be there. I, I might not, but uh, if I am, I think we'll have a great time, no doubt. Fantastic. Well, Stephen, thank you so much for being on the show tonight. I do appreciate it, and on uh, personally, and also on behalf of Monty, and uh, we look forward to seeing you again here real soon, and appreciate your business over at uh, Moniker as well, and congratulations on the big sell. Excellent. Thank you very much. All right. Well, listen, everyone, thank you very much for tuning in to uh, Domain Master. Again, my name is uh, Victor Pitts. I'm the uh, guest host tonight. I appreciate having uh, Pinky Brand on tonight uh, in the first part of the uh, show, as well as uh, Stephen Sinatra. Uh, from Step Media in the, uh, the second part of the show. Appreciate you listening in. Sorry I wasn't able to get onto the uh, chat line, but we had a little bit of technical difficulties here tonight and uh, following your conversation. But I'll try again right after the show and see if there's uh, anything that, uh, any links that you need from any of these guys or any information that you want to, uh, any questions that you may have that you want to ask me. You can also email me at uh, vpits at moniker.com. But again, I thank you very much for uh, tuning in to uh, Domain Masters uh, this evening. And uh, Monty Khan, your regular host, will be back uh, and hosting the show next week. 
So uh, until next week, uh, uh, stay tuned uh, for further uh, further programming from uh, webmasterradio.fm. Thank you for listening to uh, Domain Master, where you learn to be the master of your domain. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.